Hey y'all, welcome back to the Face to Face podcast. I hope and pray that this blesses you and that this episode just uplifts you and wherever you are with your walk with God right now. And our whole goal for this podcast is that as we share our experiences and our vulnerable and authentic and our um, and our testimonies with each other, that we would grow closer to God through that and that we would just find and experience him and his love in new ways that we never could have thought or imagined or dreamt of before. And our whole basis for this is Exodus 33 uh, verse 11 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10. So grab your headphones and let's just jump right in. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. Hey, welcome back to the Face to Face podcast. We're so glad you've tuned in uh, with us this week. Um, we are doing a Q&A this week, and this is like no specific Q&A. There was no like, oh, we're going to do Q&A just on this topic or that like this is just anything and everything. Um, so we have some of those questions today. Um, if you want, you can check us out on Instagram. Uh, I'll tag us at the end. And that's basically where we put all of our questions. So if you have any questions that you want us to answer, um, you know, I think Q&As are something, it's really fun. And it's something that I think we'll continue doing. um, Because it's a lot of fun to do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so check us out there. And then if you didn't already, um, check out our last week's episode on friendships. Um, that was really good. And that was the, um, last episode of our month of February relationships, um, little mini series. Um, I realize I've said, um, like six times, <laughs> sorry, guys. I've had a long day at school. Um, and then <laughs> I just did it again. <laughs> Dang it. I'm not even trying. Okay. Not going to say that anymore. Uh, we were just, you know, at school and then I got home and I stayed after school to do some flower arrangements and I'm tired. So that's my brain. So please excuse that. And next week we are going to do, uh, our series for April and that's going to be our Easter series and yeah, that's going to be great. So be on the lookout for that. And without further ado, we're just going to jump right in. So... Our first question is, why does God allow suffering in this world? Who wants to take that one? Um, I, I found a, a really cool something on that. Okay. So, um, so when you gave us the list of the different questions, this one I was like, Ooh, that's a hard question, but a very frequently asked one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found yeah. this really cool article by Focus on the Family. And it was by a guy. And he said, um, well, basically what he said is there's evil in this world ever since mm-hmm. you know, Adam, ate, Adam and Eve ate the fruit. And so because of that, there's also pain and suffering and, you know, all the stuff that we think of as bad. And yeah. he, uh, he found a definition of evil, uh, which I'm not sure if he made it himself or if he uh, found, a, found a dictionary that had this definition. But he said evil is the absence of something. So if it is nothing, mm. how could God have created it? And 
that just kind of, mm. I don't know, to me, that was like a really big point because we always seem to blame pain and suffering on God and say, well, why did he allow this? And this kind of just stuck with me because, well, if he didn't make it, how could he have allowed it to do something? Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's so many verses in the Bible about, you know, about when those hard times come, it's going to get better and all those types of things. But I mean, in the moment, you're never, you, you always feel like everything's against you, but there is yeah. a, one verse that I think it's, you know, pretty popular about uh, suffering and it's Romans eight eighteen. I consider that we will suffer at this present time. Oh, sorry. Let me say it again. I consider that what we suffer at this present time cannot be compared at all with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. And it just gives you a hope that even if you feel like right now you're not going to make it later on, even if that later is years or even just when you go to heaven, it will get better because, I mean, nothing can be much better than being in heaven with God. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. And I just want to add on to that. Um, I was asked this by a friend who, who's not a believer, but she believes that God exists, but, you know, doesn't go to church and doesn't necessarily believe um, the Bible or anything, but she just believes that there is a God out there. Um, so she's just kind of searching. And she was asking this question. And I was saying, here's the thing. God doesn't necessarily like oh, you did bad, so I'm going to make you suffer. Um, This occurred to me actually not that long ago, and I sent Gabby this whole, like, probably a total of, like, seven minutes um, in, like, Instagram videos going, oh, my gosh, like, this huge revelation that Satan is actually the ruler of this world right now. Um, And we can see this in um, Ephesians 2, too. It says, uh, which you formulate... Formerly walks according to the course of this world and according to the prince of power of the air and of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Who's the prince of the power of the of air? That's Satan. Um, and then in first John five nineteen it says, We know that we are we know that we are from God and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. So, you know, in these verses, it literally says like Satan literally has the power of the world right now. He has, um, you know, he's, he's the prince of this world. He has power and he has control over this world right now, but we have this hope. The Bible says we can have this hope, um, because Jesus says, take heart, uh, or sorry, Jesus first says you will have trouble in this world, but take heart for I have overcome the world. And that can kind of be a double meaning that Jesus literally has overcome the world, um, which Satan rules. He has overcome his power. Um, and he's also overcome sin. So, um, yeah, God does allow suffering though. We can see this in Job and I won't go too much into it, but you know, Satan literally goes to God and says, well, let's test Job. Let's do this. Let's take away his family. Let's take away all of his property. Let's, you know, put a lot of pain in his, in his life. And God says, okay, fine. Um, and so God allows those tests. Um, he allows that, um, that pain, but he takes what the evil one has meant for, um, for destruction and for death. And he turns it around for his good and for his glory. So, yeah. 
Gabby, any thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, my thing is just like, you know, it, even if we're believers, we're not promised, and I've said this before, we're not promised to never go through anything. You know, we're still humans, you know, we're uh-huh. still going to have, you know, trials and tribulations in our lives. But the one main thing that we do know, the one hope that we can cling on to is that God is going to be right there with us. Jesus will be with us every step of the way. Yeah. You know, whenever it gets too much, you know, he'll help us. You know, he's He's there for us, you know. Um, and I think that often people forget that, um, you know, um, sorry, my mind just blanked. Oh, my gosh. If they're like, people forget that, you know, God isn't a human. Mm-hmm. You know, God is not like us. You know, God can see everything. And, you know, he like past, present and future. So, you know. Yes, you know, right now you may think like, oh, this is terrible. Why would God ever put me through this? And then, you know, eventually you come out on the other side and you're, you've learned all these lessons and you've met like new encouraging people or maybe you've learned to stay away from certain types of people and like he's just enlightened you through that in- experience. And I feel like people forget that, you know, um, knowledge isn't just handed to you all the time you know sometimes you have to go through things to learn you know how to get through it and you know what better place to learn than in the bible you know what better place to look during those times than in the bible yeah that was good um okay so next question uh is how to get over guilt and Mm. shame anyone want to start off with this one Why don't you start out, Maddie? If not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to, like, jump in front of anyone and cut anyone off. But, um, okay, so here's the thing. There's a big difference between, like, guilt and shame and conviction. So guilt and shame. Guilt is, like, you feel bad about something. Uh, there's even a difference between guilt and shame. Um, so we'll talk about those three. But So guilt is you feel bad about something that you did. Shame is what the enemy uses to go, well, remember what you did. Um, and he, he uses that as a disconnect, as something painful that disconnects you from God. Um, even though, one, you've been redeemed from that by, by the blood of Jesus and by what he's done for you. And two, it could have been something that you did like when you were two years old or when you were in kindergarten. You know, he can be like, hey, you're not worthy to go to God today because when you were four years old, you lied and you said that you t- didn't take the last cookie, but you t- you did, you know, and that's how the enemy uses shame. Um, and conviction is the total opposite. And it, God won't make you feel bad about something that you did. He will call you to repentance. Um, or if you're thinking about doing something or if you're thinking about sinning or you're thinking about you know, going down that wrong path, or maybe, uh, I don't know, looking up things that you shouldn't, or like anything that you think on, um, the Holy Spirit will bring conviction and go, nope, that's the wrong path. And he'll like, even if you veer off just like a little bit, he'll bring you back. Um, But to break out of that cycle, and I'm thinking we might do like a whole episode on this. Um, I don't know when, but we might do a whole episode on this. Um, And so, to break out of that cycle, just know like your sin has already been covered. In first John one nine, it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, Paul says 
do we have grace? Absolutely. But does that grace that God gives us, give us room to like go and do whatever we want and come back to God and say, well, you said you were going to give me grace. Like, no, um, that's, that's not it. (laughs) Um, but you know, and also just have hope that, you know, in Romans three twenty three it says for all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. And I feel like the enemy uses shame as a big barrier. Guilt is just kind of like, oh, I feel bad about doing that. Um, or I feel bad that that happened, but shame, that's a big, big barrier that the enemy will keep you there. And he'll go, no, you're the only one struggling with this, or you're the only one who thinks like this, or who has thoughts like this. You're the only one who's dealing with this, um, with this addiction. You're the only one who's dealing with this sin. You're the only one like, and he'll keep you in that and he'll keep you in isolation or you can't bring this to God. He's tired of, you know, of you bringing this to him. He's, he's sick of it. Like he's sick of, you know, forgiving you for this. Um, and he uses that shame, but you know, and if you're stuck in that cycle or, or if you hear the enemy just whispering that into your, um, into your head, this is a verse that I like to proclaim. Um, and it's second Corinthians five seventeen, and it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation for the old, the past for the old has passed away and behold, the new has come. So if you have those thoughts, just go, no, because I'm in Christ, I am a new creation. Therefore my old self has passed away and the new has come. Um, and then just say, because I've confessed my sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us, to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. That's first John one nine. But yeah. Does anyone else have Uh, I will. Another thing, though, is like, yes, Jesus died on the cross, um, you know, so we can be forgiven for our sins. But we also should never take advantage of that. We shouldn't, you know, if we feel that conviction, if we hear the Holy Spirit telling us like, oh, you know, that's not the best path to go down. You know, don't turn to God. Don't turn down that path. And we continue going, uh, knowing that that conviction was there. Um, You know, like you're essentially taking advantage or like if you're just thinking like oh i can do this because jesus will forgive me or god will forgive me jesus died for my sins mm-hmm. you know like you're taking advantage of that and you um you really shouldn't you know if you feel that conviction you know it's because god is for you he is there with you and you know he wants you to go down the best pa- <laughs> best path possible mm-hmm. that wasn't even a hard sentence <laughs> He wants you to go down the best path possible and he wants you to live a Christ-like um, life. So he's going to, you know, convict you of your sins and, uh, you know, all that he asks is that, you know, you, you turn towards him. You know, we're for people sin every day. <laughs> Let's face it. We sin yeah. probably at least once every day, if not maybe once every day. Um, but, you know, like we're, we're forgiving, and, but we need to remember that you know, just because we're forgiving doesn't mean that, you know, we get to do whatever we want. Yeah. You know, it, it says, do you take advantage of the grace that God has freely given you? No. You know, it says that in Romans, Paul says that in Romans, but yeah, that's good. Uh, Michaela, do you want to add anything on? You mentioned that, that one verse in second Corinthians or not second Corinthians, sorry. Uh, first John um and that was yeah that was kind of my main point um I mean if you go down actually a few um verses later in chapter two it says 
I am writing this to you, my children, so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have someone who pleads with the Father on our behalf, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And Christ mm-hmm. himself is the means by which our sins are forgiven, and not only our and not our sins only, but also the sins of everyone. So kinda like what both of you said. Yeah. You know, God sent his son to die for us and we should be we should know that we have that that grace from him but we shouldn't take advantage of it we should try and live mm-hmm. as close to christ and as close to his fault as close to his um, example as possible yeah and i just want to add one more thing if you think like i'm too far gone or i've messed up too much um or i can't go back to god one you are not that powerful that you can like derail God's plan for your life. Like, (laughs) you know, there's no possible way, like your sin, your mistakes, you are not, you're, you may be like really good at messing up, but you are not that good that you can like derail God's plan for your life. Um, and to look at other people in the Bible, if you look at David, was he perfect? Absolutely not by no means. He had an affair with a woman and to cover it up, he tried to like get, you know, her husband to, you know, go home and make it look like, you know, he was the one who got her pregnant and then he wouldn't. So then he had him killed to cover up that affair, like all of this crazy stuff. And there's a lot more, but God still said, you're a man after my own heart. If you look at um, Saul, who is Paul, who wrote Romans and um, was, you know, there in Acts and, you know, does all of these great things in the Bible, he messed up a lot, too. He killed, like, I don't know how many people, but a lot of people just for being Christians. And God, the power of God's redemption is just incredible. So you're never too far gone. So remember that. Okay, so our yeah. Okay, so our next question is how do you lead non-believers to Christ? Um, I can go first really quick on this one. I just have a a very short um thing on yeah. that. I mean, there's no specific way to lead yeah. a a non-believer to Christ, but I think one of the best ways to do it, and this is just personal opinion, but just by being an example and being that difference that they may, that Mm -hmm. you may be the only one they see in their life that looks and acts different just by doing that will make them ask questions to where you can show them, Hey, are you interested? Like here, let me tell you what I know. And that was just my little tidbit because we have the ultimate example of Jesus. And if they don't know Jesus, then show them who Jesus is through you. Yeah, no, that's so good. And and there's, you know, in Matthew seven, uh, in Matthew chapter seven, verse 15, it says, you will know them by their fruit, them being like God's disciples. Um, or in John thirteen thirty five, Jesus says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another, like you will know, pe- people know if you're a Christian or not by the love that you show to one another and also by the fruits that you're producing. Um, and I think, yeah, just leading by example is, is one of the best ways to lead, um, you know, people to Christ. And 
um, I don't know if anyone's watched this, but there's been this uh, series on YouTube that's so good. It's called The Chosen. Um, and every single episode, I have to like take a little break in between each episode because every single time it just wrecks me and I'm like crying by the end of it because it just it's so powerful. Um, and then I'm excited because they're coming out with their second season <laughs> um, this Easter. But um, watching that, it's led me to kind of read through John, which really goes into who Jesus was and how he acted. Jesus wasn't, you know, going up to people and saying, hey, you need to be saved. You know, he wasn't holding up signs on the corners of the street, screaming at people saying, um, turn around, you need to repent or you're going to go to hell um, or repent or you're you, you're going to die in an eternal death. Like he wasn't like that. He was just walking around and people were just drawn to him. And then even after he left um, and went back to heaven, the disciples were just walking around. People were just drawn to them. Why? Because they had Jesus and they had um, Holy Spirit afterwards. And, you know, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to have Jesus right next to you to have people drawn to you. That's what the Holy Spirit's for. And people are just drawn to the light um, just naturally. And they're drawn to the love that you show. But yeah, I think that's just honestly, that's one of the best ways. And then once they are drawn to you, if they start asking questions, just start out with a simple gospel, just go, well, here's the 10 commandments. If you've broken any one of them, you're, you know, you're a sinner and you need a savior. And we're going to kind of go into this like next week. Why, why do we need Jesus to come and die on the cross for us? But you know, just the simple gospel, but Jesus loved you so much that he decided to die for you knowing, you know, knowing fully that you might not accept his love and that you might not, you know, um, believe in God, but he did it anyways, just because he loves you. But yeah. Yeah. Um, anything as a person who has been led back to Christ. Um, yeah. As, as yeah. a person who has <laughs> been shown Christ after walking away, um, I think, you know, it's, it's really important to remember that it, you know, like Madison did not do it with a heart full of hate. She did not, you know, scream at me and, and get like angry and yell at me um, or like try to like force her beliefs on me. She was kind of like, well, you know, this is what I believe and this is what the Bible tells me. And, you know, you don't have to believe it, but, you know, take a look at your life and, you know, see what corresponds. And then, you know, it was just like, I think, I don't know, being being led back to Christ is not the easiest thing because it's a lot of conviction. It's, it's, it's a lot. Mm. <laughs> it's a lot of conviction. And then it's also a lot of, you know, uh, Satan is going to try to pull you back because the closer that you get to God, you know, the more he's going to panic and the more he's going to try to convince you that, you know, you're not worthy. And... Um, you know, it, I think it's just important to remember that, you know, even, even if you were like me, where you were living, you know, where you believed in God and then you didn't, and then you came back, I think it's important to remember that, you know, you're forgiven for that time that you weren't, you know, believing in him or you weren't the strongest in your faith. Mm -hmm. You're forgiven for that time, not only because God loves you, but also because, you know, Jesus 
like he sent his only son you know obviously he loves you so much to just love his to leave his only son there on a cross and you know um, people were shouting they were like oh you know if you are truly god then why don't you you know just get off the cross you know mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing about that is he knew he had to die for us he knew that without dying for us that yeah. we would never be forgiven for our sins and that you know our chances of getting into heaven would be slim to none because let's face it a lot of this world right now it's it's gotten pretty scary it 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 truly has because um mm-hmm. you know people are scared of the conviction that they feel and you know i think it's important to remember that the conviction that you feel isn't coming from you know the hate in god's heart or like the the anger that he'll feel towards you it's rather the love that he feels towards you and the the want and the need for you to fill out his purpose that he originally created for you. Yeah, that's so good. Um, okay. So question four um, is how to be happy for your friends when they are in a different season of life than you. And we kind of briefly touched on this in our relationships episode, but um Actually, Gabby wasn't uh, in that in that episode that we did with Marcel. So, um, but anyone who wants to start off with that, or if you guys have any thoughts to open that one up, I haven't opened yet. I'll, I'll open. I'll open. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> now my mind's blanking on the question. What? Oh my gosh, Madison, say it again, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. how to be okay. happy got for it. your got friends it, it. when they're in a different season now. of life uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know madison madison had actually sent me something about this the other day not even like a, oh here look look at this look at this it's like just someone had reposted an answer that she had to an instagram story and it was <laughs> it was comparing her walk <laughs> yep. with christ to other people Um, And I think that that's what we do whenever we look at our friends' lives, you know, we're like, oh, you know, she has a boyfriend and I don't and she looks so much happier than me. And, you know, she she's just, you know, she looks like she's living her best life. Like, why can't I have that? And, you know, it's it's really hard because, you know, naturally we're full of emotions, you know, naturally we're full of jealousy. We're full of, uh, you know, anger. We're full of sadness and you know happiness we're full of everything right um (laughs) i don't know why that made me laugh i'm just i think i'm i think i'm having a day i um you know it i feel like it's important to remember that christ will meet you at different points will not meet you but you know um you're walking with christ at a certain pace and you know sometimes you get to a point where you know other people, you know, maybe they don't need a stopping point. You know, maybe that's not a stopping point for them. Maybe they're continuing with their walk with Christ and they're fine. You know, but maybe that's a point where, you know, maybe something in your life has happened to where, um, you know, you're just scared of that next step. Or maybe, you know, something in your life has happened to where you're just kind of like, oh, you know, like, I just, I need a break. And that, you know, it's important to remember that. He's going to stop there with you and not everyone will have the same stop and go points um, in their walk with Christ, you know, just because some person is like, oh, I waited my entire life to have a boyfriend and now I'm getting married and, you know, 
high school sweetheart. Like that's just because that's what they had doesn't mean that that's what you're going to have too. Because, you know, maybe the person that you were with you thought was going to be that person, but maybe God had a bigger person purpose. Sorry. Um, Oh my gosh. Um, Maybe, you know, the, the purpose of that person in your life wasn't to, you know, continue off, uh, you know, both of you walking with Christ, but rather I love how people call me even though I decline their calls. Um, um, you know, maybe maybe that person isn't there for the long run, but maybe they're rather there to bring you closer to Christ or maybe they're there to teach you and give you more knowledge about, um, you know, your walk with Christ. And, um, I'm got, I'm sorry. Someone calling me like really threw me off my rocker. <laughs> um, it's okay. Walk with Christ. Okay. The purpose of that person, <laughs> the purpose of that person may not be what you think it's going to be. You know, we can't always see the purpose of every person in our lives. You know, maybe one person's, maybe one person's purpose right. is to stay with us for the long run. Maybe one is to teach us a lesson. Maybe you want mm-hmm. us to draw us closer to Christ. You know, you, you never know. You know, maybe, hey, maybe the enemy sent that person and, you know, like, it's disguised. Because let's remember, you know, the enemy knows the Bible, too. So, you know, sometimes he'll send people disguised. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes yep. he'll send people disguised to try to throw you off of that walk with Christ. And, you know, you're going to have to take a break. And you're going to have to sit there for a little bit and be like, I'm, I'm not ready for this next step. And, you know, I think, you know, it's important to remember that Jesus is going to be upset with you for not wanting to be a, or like having to stop or, you know, um, wanting to be at the same place that your people around you are. Um, you know, he's patient and he's kind. But, you know, I think it's important to remember that just because other people look happy on the outside doesn't mean that they're always happy, you know, and maybe, maybe they actually are, but in some cases, just because they look happy, just Mm -hmm. because things seem like they're going great, doesn't mean that they're actually going great behind closed doors, you know, and it does suck whenever other people are at a point in their life and you're not quite there yet. And, you know, usually, you know, that's an expected point in your life that, you know, most people already are at and, you know, you're kind of sitting there wondering like, oh, why aren't why aren't I over there? And I think it's important to remember that, you know. I mean, it, people walk at different paces, right? Let, let's think about it like this: people walk and run at different paces. Some people great at walking. Some people are clumsy yep. and they trip and fall a lot. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no need to call me out. <laughs> Some people are and they trip and fall a lot, but. That doesn't make your walk with Christ any less valuable than theirs. Your walk with Christ is just as important. It's yeah. just as valuable and it's just as beautiful. Yeah. That's so good. And I just want to add really quick in first Corinthians 12, um, it says in verse 26, if one part suffers and it's talking about uh, the body of the church. And so it's talking about everyone, um, 
and our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because, I mean, in reality, we all are brothers and sisters. Me, Gabby, and Michaela, we're all sisters in Christ. Um, Your parents, like, you are, they are your parents, but they're also brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, Any believers, like, we are all one family um, because we are all God's kids. And so in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 26, it says, if one part um, of the body suffers... Everyone suffers with them. But if one part is honored, every part rejoices with them. So they're saying, you know, if one person is suffering, everyone is suffering with them. Um, if, if someone is in oppression um, or if someone is persecuted for their beliefs, then everyone else feels that suffering, too, in one way or another, whether they're um, whether they're praying against that or, or whatever that may look like. Um, but if someone is in a good, happy part of their life, you know, you celebrate that with them. And it may not be easy. And and this can kind of be like, oh, they're in a relationship and I'm not. Or it can even be like, just comparison in general. They're more fit than I am. They have more money than I do. Something that I had caught myself doing um, was comparing my walk with God with other people's walk with God. And I think I've mentioned this before but I can't remember. So I'll just say it really quick. But um, there was one time I was like, man, like there's this like a couple of girls that I really look up to on Instagram, um, MMA Jenkins and Sadie Robertson and a few others, but that's just a couple. But um, MMA Jenkins, she's just the most joyful person ever. And she was just so full of wisdom. And I loved watching her, her videos and her Instagram stories. And she's just joyful and just overflowing. And just, it seemed like she has like a, such an intimate relationship with God. And I just remember going, God, I really want that. I want what she has with you. And God kind of stopped me and went, no, he's like, I don't want what she has with you. He's like, I want something that's like special between us. Like he wants, you know, his own relationship with you. He doesn't want what other people have with you. He wants his own thing with you. But Michaela, anything to add on to that (laughs) before we move on? (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We are going to do a part two, and that's going to be dropping today. So you can go ahead and check that out now and hop on over. Be sure to check us out on our Instagram, H-I-L-M-A-R-F-T-F. And we do all of our questions and Q&As there. So next time you want to participate in a Q&A, you can go ahead and drop your questions there or give us a DM. Also, be sure to check out our podcast on Apple or Spotify or Anchor. And if you are on those platforms, you can go ahead and give us a rating or a review. Let us know what you're loving or what you want to hear more of. And if you have any topics, suggestions, or questions in general, you can go ahead and shoot us a DM over our Instagram. And... Our part two is out now, so you can go ahead and hop over now and listen to that.